So I'm popping in the instrument into the anus, which is a delicate operation. Hi, Jenny. Hi, Frank. How are you? I'm good, thank you, Frank. That's good. This episode is about fasting. And there's extreme fasting. Is that the official terminology? Yes, extreme fasting. Most common ones are five to seven days with juice or water. And some people go up to 10 days with just water. But the most common fasting is intermittent fasting. And that can be a 5-2 where you eat for five days and then you don't eat for two days. Um, there's the warrior one, which is just one meal a day. And then there's the most common, which is an 18-6. So you eat from 12 till 6. And what have you just done, Jenny? You twisted my arm into doing the 18-6. For a week. Which sounded pretty easy. Yep. And it was. But I also put on a kilo. You put on a kilo. And a half. Yeah. And I lost a kilo and a half. Mm. How is that? How does the mathematics work? Well, what do you think was the difference in what we both did? <clears throat> what happened at lunchtime I, I, when you were allowed to eat? To do with my metabolism. <laughs> you smashed big lunches when you were allowed to eat. Like literally at 12 o'clock. Bang! Yeah. And I've done these lots of times before, and that's what you've got to kind of not do. You don't snack. So you have two I meals. I didn't snack. I didn't snack. I didn't. I promised you. This just was we, a terrible don't... idea for me because I'd just come out of bodybuilding where for a third of the year I was depriving myself. And why would I want to carry that on in the name of fasting? Yeah, and fair enough. Now, the benefits. I've read about longevity. Mm -hmm. Both these guys do intermittent fasting. And they are Mark Hyman, who has the book Young Forever. Highly recommend and David Sinclair, his book is called Lifespan. As does every bro podcaster, often with their own supplements and coffees attached. Yeah, so there's something to it, right? <laughs> okay, so these are the benefits. I'm summarizing them from a website called Yujido. Longevity. Fasting for long periods causes autophagy. Is that definitely how you pronounce it? Yes, autophagy. Autophagy? Autophagy, the self-destruction of older malfunctioning cells that contribute to aging. This clears the way for new cells. Pain management. Fasting takes the metabolic load off the body, allowing repair, renewal, and removal of built-up cellular waste. Evolution. Oh, this is good. Evolution. Evolution. Like this is this, this is, is how a benefit. we. No, it's not a benefit, but this is about how we were built as human beings. Our bodies expect fast. For hundreds of thousands of years, we would find abundance, then nothing for days. Our bodies evolved to handle these extremes. We stored food as fat, then switched metabolically over to use that fuel when needed. Now with permanent abundance, which we all have, we store and we store without the switch taking place. But talking of evolution, do you not think we might have evolved since we've been desk jockeys for centuries now? Um, I don't think hundreds of thousands of years, and then suddenly we've got a couple of thousand years, and our whole bodies adapt. I just don't think that's the case. And the experts would agree with me. Some experts. Some experts would agree with me. Okay, gut health. Fungal infections and other less friendly bacteria thrive on sugar. Fast can starve these out, letting friendly bacteria to repopulate. Is that it? No. Self-control. This is a good one. Something powerful about telling your body what to do, rather than being subjected to its whims and cravings. Okay, yeah. Well, I can't find fault with that. Yeah. And that's supposed to be good for your mood and sleep, but there's no real evidence okay. for that. And so what was the name of the site again? 
The site is called Yujido. And would that be the manufacturer of a herbal tea? Yes, it is. Okay. Yes. And so we're just going to take all that as facts, are we? Well, look, that is, I've read this many times, all of these facts. And I've, <laughs> they, so we they are taking no, them as facts. We are taking them as facts. And it's just, it's just a simple version. You can go into much more detail if you want. Now, um, we've done the 18-6 fasting. Yep. Now, I'm going to do something I did in Ubud. Shag around. No. I'm going to be doing a seven-day juice cleanse, and I'm going to be doing colonics as well. And I did it at a resort, and I lost a kilo a day and felt amazing after it. You'd be in such a different, I'm going to use the word mindset, mindset. When you go to a retreat, though, you just be Look, like, I'm here to do this thing. I'm going to get massage. Well, this retreat was massages, yoga in the morning. Yeah. They had a pool. You read. Yeah. You took yourself to this beautiful setting. Yeah. Whereas here, you're just going to be going about your normal life. I'll be playing competition tennis, going to work, going to the gym with you like we do. You could just say tennis because you had to say competition tennis. No, I play hot um, section one uh, competition tennis. <laughs> yeah. Squeezing your butt cheeks. I will be squeezing your butt cheeks. <laughs> so I'm going to be doing that for seven days, and I expect you to be running bubble baths and, <laughs> and massages okay. and whatever else you can think of. You're listening to Spirit Levels, the podcast that pressure tests the wellness industry. I'm journalist Jenny Valentish. Every week with my partner, actor-filmmaker Frank McGree, we'll immerse ourselves in wellness practices from the pseudo to the sensible, and we'll fresh out the benefits. So, Frank. Yes. This is day one of your cleanse and colonic regime. Mm-hmm. Let's go from the beginning of the day, where normally, of course, you'd have a triple shot latte followed by a double shot latte. And, and some breakfast. And some breakfast. And then we had a long car journey, so at that point you'd also have a packet of macadamias and... Oh, God, you're making me sound like I just <laughs> eat... Possibly a sandwich. I'm, I'm, I'm the average weight for my age <laughs> and size. So how has it been going? Yeah, this, 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 this... I can't even talk. So... To, 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 to be clear to the audience... Um, I have no coffee, um, no food, no alcohol, just juice, and you can have a miso broth. But when... I had to eat the tiny weeny bits of tofu and the seaweed because you can have it. I was allowed to have it. <laughs> but the colonic was interesting. Uh, Anything so you come out? Yeah, a, little, a couple of marbles and you've a little lost, toy soldier. You've lost nearly a kilo. so I have. Uh, um, thank thank you for up. mentioning that. So I weighed in at 79.9 and I'm 79.0. And you've actually weighed yourself in front of me, I would say, four times. Yeah, and each time I lost weight. And so I've lost nearly a kilo in a day. That's all I'm saying. (laughs) And I feel really wiped out. There you go, that's day one. See, it's full of energy day one, isn't it? (laughs) This episode's going to be incredible. Okay, Frank, it's day two. I can see you're turning your volume up as usual, but presumably today it's because you're feeling a little bit weak. I am feeling a little bit weak today. Right. But I um, I pushed through the whole day, um, and I've just come back from playing competition tennis. How'd I, you go? 
we lost and my energy levels were low. Been on your feet all day at work. So. Yeah, I've been doing carpentry work today mm. at Peninsula Hot Springs. Then I went to the gym with you and now I played tennis. Now hang on, you went to the gym to spot me. I went to spot you. I did a little <laughs> bit of gym work. <laughs> but I weighed in this morning and I've lost two kilos. Yeah, yeah, it's pretty amazing. Um, how's your sex life? Sex life's good. Feels good. Come, it? Yeah. I think we have a great relationship and a great sex life. Yeah, but over the last two days. Um. <laughs> wow. <laughs> okay, Jenny did promise me unlimited sex during this time, and I haven't been able to. I always promise you unlimited sex. It was. Yeah, there's a there's special promises. The specific promises. <laughs> yeah. And, um, Turned out it was a safe promise to make. It was a safe <laughs> promise to make. You knew this from weight cutting, didn't you? You knew this would yeah, happen to me. I have, I have been on a very, very calorie-restricted bodybuilding diet. Yeah. Uh, I do remember the difficulty in getting things over the line. Mm. Mm. Yeah. But that's only day two. We'll see what happens on day yeah, three. Yeah, maybe it'll be a comeback. Yeah, maybe it'll be a comeback. <laughs> Day three, the hardest day. You wake up, first thing you feel is hunger. And then the depression kicks in, that you know the whole day you're not going to be able to eat. And your girlfriend's going to eat in front of you. And you just had two chocolate frogs in front of me. (laughs) Ah, Frank, I feel really sorry for you. And it's a weird dynamic because you're usually in any social scenario, the one who's kind of got his shit together and outgoing and looks out for others. Mm. And I feel quite protective of you, like you're a little boy who's fallen over and skinned his knee. Oh, mum, I've hurt my leg. My knee's really sore. Like that? Yeah. So day three started with me in two hours of traffic to go to a voiceover late because of the traffic and I was about to piss my pants and so I was late. I think you can blame the juice for that. Uh, No, probably not. (laughs) But but, yeah, and it was... But you felt vulnerable, even more vulnerable. I felt more vulnerable. Do you feel vulnerable? Yeah, I do because I'm not really operating at 100%. So yeah, you do feel vulnerable. I feel almost like I'm tiptoeing around you like I'm trying to figure out what I've done wrong. It's that kind of vibe. But it's not that I've done something wrong. It's just that you're not as on as you normally are. Yeah. Is it me? Is it the frogs I ate? Oh, I've also lost two and a half kilos over three days. And had a colonic today as well. We're going to hear all about that from Rowene. Does it feel like you've got nothing to look forward to? Yeah. 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 All right. We'll report back tomorrow. Okay. I think you're a bit of a changed man on day four. And I thought that would be handy for people listening if they're thinking of doing this and they've been really put off so far. You were a lot more (laughs) perky. Um, Back to your normal self. You seem to have a lot more energy. Yeah, true. Today was a busy day. I had to do a first aid course. And I did not have much energy and not much concentration. But I did save some dummies' lives. (laughs) 
And then we drove through traffic for four hours to get here. Yeah, and that's when you faded. And that's when I faded and mm. you had to take out the driving. And uh, have a quick McDonald's on the way. You ate a cheeseburger and some chips yeah. in front of me. Yeah, Was yeah. it payback for the vanilla slice? Yep. The vanilla slice you ate when I was bodybuilding. <laughs> <laughs> okay, day five. Coming up. Coming up. Day five, and at the end of this, you have rejoined us in the land of the solids. I have. I have. I had to finish early. Um, I was supposed to do a seven-day cleanse, and I had some big voiceovers I got for the cancer cancel, and so I stopped at five days to be very professional, because this is about saving lives. <laughs> this is about this is for skin cancer. Yeah. And I am a professional, and I'm also going to be doing the anti-vaping campaign, which I'm very pleased about because my daughter, at 19 years of age, which I won't name, <laughs> is started vaping. Mm-hmm. And I did say to my kids early on in life, whatever drugs you do, cigarettes, drugs, I will do them as well. So I have a watermelon vape and... <laughs> and now you both have to give up. I'm personally really pleased that you stopped at five days because I think that's enough from what I've read it's not particularly beneficial to do more than that. And I hated to think of you being anything less than 100% frank. Yeah, it was it was a lot harder than I thought. I lost four kilos in five days. And you didn't cheat. I did not cheat. I did not cheat. Um, I was going, I reckon you can put an avocado in there and you didn't. I, I kind of think I'd only just do like a three-day cleanse if I was going to do one again. As soon as you called it quits, did you... Just eat everything you wanted to eat? Yeah, we went to dinner at um, the railway hotel and I had... Oh yeah, you ordered like cheesy bread and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, and so I paid for that that night, but then I went back to juice and and a healthy yeah. diet. Have you weighed yourself? No, not yet. Oh, shall we? Not now. Jenny here. I'm going to enjoy editing this next bit as much as I hope you'll enjoy listening to it. Although you might not actually, it's a bit graphic. And look, I might have embellished the sound effects a little bit, but the machine did indeed sound gloopy. And Frank was attached to this machine every other day throughout his juice cleanse. So that's three days in total for an hour each time. Hello, my name is Raywin. I'm a colon hydrotherapist. I've been practicing for 10 years in Mount Eliza in Victoria. And during that time, I've carried out thousands of treatments. Great. And you're going to tell us about the colon. Yeah. Also known as the large intestine and bowel. Starts here at the cecum. That's where your small and large intestine meet. This is your small intestine. That's the size of a football field. And there's a lot happens in the small intestine. Nutrients are absorbed, hormones are made, a whole range of things happens there. This is your large intestine, which is what we're working with today. It's as long as you are tall and the width of your wrist and holds between 5 and 20 kilos a matter. See these pockets? There's a whole range of pockets around your colon. Yep. And um, matter builds up in those pockets, goes hard and becomes a breeding ground for parasites and bacteria. And you can have stuff in those pockets for decades. Now you're supposed to poo three times a day. Most people don't. Most people are constipated. 
because they only poo once a day. Wait, wait, wait. Frank. Yep. How many times do you poo a day? Two personal, isn't it? Okay, um, two... Well, I know the answer, actually. Two to three but times I, a day. The reason I know the answer is because I'll hear Tracy Chapman's fast car, <laughs> which is your poo song. You have to give some... <laughs> you have to give people some context there. No, that's it. That's the poo song. That, that hides you making any kind of offensive yeah, the bedroom noise. and the bedroom and bathroom are very close to you. Sure, that's exactly what Tracy was thinking if you wrote so that. So, I play Tracy Chapman song. three times a day. Yeah. Fast car. I've had to explain to you, it's actually a really sad song. You thought it was, yay, we're getting in a car. I did think it was an upbeat <laughs> song. I don't listen to the lyrics. <laughs> what's that other one I think was upbeat? It was four non-blondes, um, what's going on? You thought that was, hey, yeah, yeah, What's yeah, going on? Ooh, patriarchy. I remember thinking, that is just such a pumping great song. It was feel good. Oh, and then you, you ruined it. Now you've ruined Tracy Chapman as well. <laughs> you fucking ruined Tracy Chapman for me. I'm an emailer. Thank you so much, Tracy. <laughs> Some people don't even poo once a day. And that's why our hospitals are full of people having bowel resections, colitis, flare-ups, diverticulitis, bowel cancer. They've been cleaning the bowel for thousands of years. There's nothing new that's been around for before biblical times. So do you want to explain what you're doing when you do it? Yeah. So this is, uh, I've got a speculum, which is um, an instrument that has two tubes attached to it. One is a water inlet tube and one is a waste pipe, both attached to the colonic machine. So I'm popping in the instrument into the anus. There follows here a pretty uncomfortable silence, so in it I'll tell you a bit about the beliefs of people on Reddit and other corners of the internet about the size of our intestines. Some people seem to think our intestines can wrap around the globe. Some say it's more like the size of a football pitch. Actually, there's some truth in that. It's actually the villi that make up the small intestine and they have such a large amount of surface area that if you flattened it all, it would take up a huge, huge space like a football field. The average small intestine is actually only 15 to 20 feet in length while alive, it says here, and weirdly closer to 30 feet after death. I don't know, that's from answers.com, but, you know, Frank's going to be taking stuff from a website, marketing herbal tea. I'm going to take it from answers.com. Oh, look, he's back, he's back. Hang on. It's a delicate operation. Yes. It's not painful, but it can be uncomfortable. Now I'm just tying a tie around the instrument and the water outlet tube just secures that from popping out. Okay, good. Now I'm turning on the water. It's very tight here. Right. Unless you're quite tense. I'll give you some lavender oil just helps to relax And what are the main benefits of having a colonic? Colonics will help with bloating. It will help detox your body, improve your bowel function. It's not a weight loss procedure, but people do report losing weight. And combined with what I'm doing, a juice cleanse? When you're cleansing and you have restricted food, 
which you do when you're juice fasting or water fasting, then your bowel generally will not have a bowel movement. So you're going to be detoxing. And the important thing is to get rid of those toxins. So doing colonics when you are fasting will maximise the amount of toxicity that is released from the body. So it's coming out. Yeah, sometimes you can get a bit of leaking around the instrument. We've been doing some beetroot. Yeah. Beetroot is such a good juice. Look, there's all sorts of fasts out there, but let's hear from three women who tried very different disciplines. They are our good friend Casey, Casey's mother-in-law Sue, and Casey's neighbour Esther. They all live in Castlemaine in regional Victoria, which as a town is no stranger to having an open mind and trying different wellness pursuits. Now Casey, what sort of fasting have you done? I have done really, I would describe it as uneducated intuitive fasting. I just fast when I feel like it. So I'll wake up in the morning morning and I'll feel maybe a little bit bloated or just a bit down on energy and need a kind of a fast reset, I'd probably describe it. So I go for 24 hours, sometimes I go for 48 hours. Um, But 48 hours, I need to make sure that I've got nothing going on for the next three days type thing. Because I know, especially by that second morning, I'll be pretty useless. And will you just drink water? Will you drink juice? How do you do it? Definitely don't drink juice. I don't want to spike my insulin. So I will have water. I might have a, a really little bit like a quarter tablet of um, hydrolyte uh, if it's a really warm day. Or, but other than that, I'll just have water, um, maybe a long black in the morning and that's it. What do you find the benefits short term and then long term? It kickstarts my digestive system again. So I just start crapping again if I haven't been consistent. <laughs> A good fast will just kick that off. And that and that's consistent. I've had that experience every single time. And then I would say that like the mental clarity and that sense of lightness and um, energy also comes with that. But that, I think that's my signal. The message that my body sends me when I need to fast is an inconsistent digestion. And then all the other things are just benefits. Are you tempted to do a longer fast at all? Yes, I absolutely am. But I've got two young kids. I have three jobs and it would just eat into those priorities. But one day I'd love to do something that really pushes my body because I I know the benefits of it. I hear it like intellectually. I know all those things. My husband and I, we did a fast that our first fasting experience was together. And Sue, my mother-in-law, had spoken about the benefits of fasting. So he and I were really keen to give it a try. And I just remember that day, we hated each other so much. Like I reckon four hours into it, we were so mad, like genuinely mad at each other, couldn't look at each other in the eye. Like it's a re- it's such a real like frustration that you feel when you first fast. And it's so incredible that you actually overcome that. And I never have felt that level of aggression and frustration from fasting again and I think that's really interesting Mm. that your body kind of just it just slips into it you know you do it once and then your body knows what to do Mm. have you fasted together you and Jenny only intermittent fasting but I saw her when she was doing bodybuilding true 
True. Super focused. Yeah. I think it's important to have an intention. Like Jenny had an intention, didn't she, when mm. she was putting her body through all that amazing stuff. And setting an intention for fasting helps you to go through that next hour and the next hour. Okay, I'm here with Sue. So Sue, is one of the reasons you do fasting for longevity? Yes, definitely. It gives our bodies a rest and a chance for that process of cell regeneration to take place. I really became interested in good health back in my 20s and I've done different sorts of ways of eating, for example, macrobiotic way of eating um, supplements a lot over the time. I've stopped things, like I've taken things out, like I've taken alcohol out and I've taken caffeine out. So, yeah, I want to be able to enjoy living for as long as I can. I definitely don't want an old person living in my body before you know I'm ready. My experience of fasting has been intermittent fasting, um, particularly with the Isogenics product. It's a kit and it's a reset and it includes some fasting days within a, initially a 30-day kind of experience. That initial 30 days was life-changing, basically, for me. There was nothing before that and there's been nothing since that that's given me the same amount of positive benefits. Loads more energy. I started sleeping and I hadn't slept very much for a lot of years. Brain fog, gone, lost weight, lost that fat around the middle. I just felt like a completely renewed human. It's been nine years, not as intensively as I first did, but I probably spent five or six years where every week I would do that fasting day. It's just simple, it works for me, and I don't ever see myself stopping. I'm here with Esther. And Esther's done a very interesting fast. Last year before uh, Christmas, I've done a 10-day water fast. I read about it online. Someone who was going to do it, who I was following on Telegram. And she was going to start the next day. And I thought, I'm not going to like wait this out. I just want to have the feeling that I'm doing it with somebody. So I, um, I just dived in straight away. And I didn't do any research. I just thought, I'll see it and see what happens. I'm normally around 65 kilos. And... Around that time, I was 73, and I just didn't feel happy with that. And I wasn't having a very healthy relationship with food. So I just wanted to get a new relationship with food again. So I didn't know if this was this was going to do that, but I was just open to whatever would happen. And, and it was profound to, yeah, also the period afterwards, not only the 10 days of fasting. I was just wanting a reset button, a shift with my relationship with food. I was the only one doing it. So I was still having to cater for the family and, and feed my children. And uh, that was an interesting journey to do that as well. Can you take us through the 10 days? The journey of those 10 days, the ups and downs? Yeah, well, I'd, I'd made a decision that I'd no idea what to expect. And I thought if I will become lightheaded or like feel like I might faint or I didn't know if I could even expect that, but I would listen to my body, I would stop and I would start eating again. But if it would just be emotionally hard or cravings and stuff like that, I really committed that I would sit that out. And the first few days, you just keep on forgetting that you're fasting. So you see your kids having a snack. You think, oh, yeah, right, let's have an apple. Oh, no, hang on, I'm fasting. So And, that, and two minutes later, it can happen again. Uh, so your brain forgets really quickly. And so that happened a lot in the first few days. It was very interesting. 
was cooking healthy. I was making my husband beautiful lunches and my kids healthy food. I was also doing Christmas shopping. And all the Christmas shopping I did was food related. Like I bought cooking books, bento boxes, stainless steel snack boxes. So it was interesting that my mind and my brain was just focusing on food all the time, but in a really interesting and pleasant way. And it was such a joy to cook and make food for my family. I was taking electrolytes, but no other supplements. It took quite a few days to actually start to feel a little bit hungry. I think on day two or three, I was having a friend over and we were having a chat. And then I said to her, actually, I need to sit down. And I thought, oh gee, this is day two. How, like, am I going to be really weak after 10 days? But it's, I think it has something to do with keto. As soon as your body goes into keto, then you start to burn fat. And I started to get so much energy later in the week. The longer I did it, the more energy I had. And how did you go emotionally? Really good. I was actually feeling more and more energized and I started to feel better in my body and um, I was on the scale every day, not, not as an obsession or something, but I was just so fascinated to follow it, to follow the figures and yeah, I just wanted to dance and I wanted to do yoga, which I hadn't been doing for a long time and wanting to do more exercise afterwards. It was way easier than I thought. It's just so empowering. The change was profound just the relationship with my body and with food and exercise and how yeah. much weight did you lose over that period 10 kilos wow a yeah. kilo a day a kilo a day but you need to be very aware that you'll put them on really quickly again from, from day one you start eating you start putting on weight again it probably depends on on, on your age and, and and many things i'm probably pre-menopause and so i've heard many people put on weight around that time in their life but I, I didn't get anywhere close to where I was. So maybe around 68, 69. So yeah, you put back on half at least again. Has yeah. it changed your relationship long-term with food? Well, the whole trip was an interesting thing. After the fasting, I started doing keto diet and intermittent fasting. And I thought after the trip, I will pick that up again. And I've like tried a few times. And I've even done another fast and doing the other fast the second time round was harder than the first time. Maybe I was less excited or it was not as new anymore. Um, but it was still, it's still helpful. I know I have that reset button. So now I'm, most of the time I'm intermittent fasting. It's six weeks later. I've put all the weight back on. You just go back to your pretty much what your normal weight is. How fast is, did you put it back on? Did you? I didn't want to weigh myself <laughs> for a long time. But I didn't, I, I, you could easily just change your diet a little bit. And I kind of did. And But I'm back to kind of a healthy... You didn't reverse out. No, but I'm just under 80 kilos, which is, is fine for me. It's mm -hmm. good for me. Yeah. So pointless exercise? Well, I would. I probably wouldn't do it again because it was really hard unless you were going to a resort. Mm. And it was going to be that sort of experience because mm -hmm. it was hard it was just i had a lot of brain fog i couldn't think properly yeah you're in a glum mood i was in a glum mood and i didn't sign up for this yeah and they're having to do a voiceover and just hey guys yeah there's no energy at all winton's shades and blinds i wouldn't do winton's shades and blinds sounds like a low class product <laughs> um and i don't think i'd do colonics again that sounded like a 
It'd be invigorating. Look, it's invasive. And um, <laughs> I did have a blowout in the last session. It's a blowout. Well, I think I don't want to go into detail with it. But oh, tell us, what's the blowout? It was just a, the hose came out <laughs> at some point. And Wait, how far is the hose supposed to be wedged? Well, you don't see how far it goes up. Sure, you can feel it. No. Well, you kind of can. Let's say it's two inches. I don't know. But it, you just spat it out. I didn't spit it out. I, I, you know, there was a lot of pressure and it came out. And you have not told me this. Well, why would I tell you this? <laughs> now I'm telling fucking thousands of people. Did you decorate the room? I didn't decorate the room, but a lot of. We had to end the session. Let's just put it that way. <laughs> oh, no. Early. Wow, you haven't been beaten by a pipe like that since you're in Rumpa Stomper. <laughs> For people who don't know, I did get beaten by a pipe to death as a skinhead in Rumpa Stomper. It was nowhere as bad as this. No, humiliation is much worse than death. So look, I probably wouldn't do that. I probably wouldn't do that again either. I mean, you know, I, yeah, I'm sure there's health benefits for it, but. It costs money. Yeah, but look, we talked to Dr. Chris Barnes. Okay, he's a doctor, he's a hematologist, he's an oncologist, he's a paediatrician, and he's your mate. And this is what he had to say, with a bit of egging on for me. So do you know anything about colonic irrigations? You wonder why you would do it. (laughs) (laughs) I just don't know the evidence of any of that. In terms of being a health hack. Don't all doctors, aren't they all a bit sus about the idea of detox in the first place? I don't know what detox is. I, I, it's I'm, it's basically just only eating clean things, juice in this case, to flush the body. The colonic's supposed to also flush the body of of toxins. Uh, toxins. What, what's what's a toxin? Well, the mercury you've got in you, the, all the heavy metals, the plastic you've ingested. <laughs> yeah, again, <laughs> sense my scepticism coming yeah, down the microphone. Only you could see his face. <laughs> you know, people want to go and do that sort of stuff, and they feel great. Again, acknowledging that 30% of what we do is placebo. Man, knock yourself out. I reckon it's great. I think it's fantastic. If you're feeling good about it. Look, I tend to agree with Chris and I have a lot of respect for him. But I think we should give the last word to Ray Wynn. I think that most medical people don't really know about colonics. They don't understand it. And I think that's where the resistance is. They have preconceived ideas that it gets rid of all your good bacteria or it can perforate your bowel. They don't recommend it because they've never done it themselves. They don't want to recommend something that they really don't know much about. I see myself as saving lives every day. Saving people's lives every day. That's what I tell people I do. You're listening to Spirit Levels, the podcast that pressure tests the wellness industry. I'm journalist Jenny Valentish. Every week with my partner, actor-filmmaker Frank McGree, we'll immerse ourselves in wellness practices from the pseudo to the sensible and we'll thresh out the benefits. Spirit Levels.